Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 30, and Matthew chapter 14. Hallelujah. You know, you'll find as you worship God and spend time in his presence, whether it be in private, personal worship of God, or whether it be in the church, uh, corporate worship, we find that the more time that we spend in his presence, the more things begin to change. Not only around us, but in us. But we have to spend time in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you Matthew for the text, but it's Mark. Mark chapter 14. Get that straight right now. Amen. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 11. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. Paul says here through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of what? Of his own will. Now go with me to Romans chapter 8, if you would. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 28. Romans 8, beginning with verse 28. The Bible says, Paul is talking to the church at Rome, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose for whom he did for no he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren says moreover whom he did predestinate them he also called and whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now go with me to Matthew chapter 14, verse 17. I'm sorry, Mark. Y'all know what I said, Mark. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 14, amen. Verse 17. And in the evening he cometh with the twelve, and as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful, and to say unto one, uh, began to say unto him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? Verse 20 says, and he answered and said unto them, 
It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. The son of man indeed goeth as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. Good were it for him or for that man if he had never been born. Now go down to verse 32 with me. <clears throat> and they came to the place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. And saith unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, which means dear father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst not thou watch with me one hour? Watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy, neither wist they what to, what to answer him. Verse 41 says, And he cometh the third time and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed unto the hand of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. The title of the message is The Will of God. Father, I ask that you would anoint my lips. Lord, I ask that you would speak through me. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would make yourself clear. Lord, it's not my words that I speak, but it's you that sent me. Those your words that I speak. Lord, I ask for your anointing. I ask, Lord, that you would order my thoughts. Lord, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So, Lord, I ask that you would put your thoughts within me. Because there's no way earthly possible that I can grasp your thoughts except by revelation of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I ask that you would move by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we stand between time and eternity, right here in this church today during this preaching time, Lord, we're staring judgment in the face. We're staring your judgment seat in the face. Because, Lord, we know that we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Lord, whether it be rich or whether it be poor, whether it be influential or whether it be one that many think is not important. Lord, we all must stand. The rich, the poor, the kings, the queens, everyone, presidents and governors, Lord, must all councilmen, must all sheriffs, deputies, must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Because, Lord, we know that you have the ultimate authority. You're the beginning, you're the end, you're the first and you're the last. So, Father, I ask that you would speak through these lips of clay today. Lord, state your case, Father. Lord, help them to be not be one person here that won't respond to the word of God. You said, Lord, if you hear your voice, that we should not harden our hearts. Lord, a whole generation died off because they wouldn't listen. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would have your way. 
In Jesus' name, amen. The will of God. Throughout the Bible, whether it be in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, in each of the laws that were on the tablets that were in the hand of Moses, to the one who was the baptizer, John, and his message there at the Jordan, we find not only hints, but we find in the face, we find the truth that is in our faces, that God holds mankind, male and female, also accountable to do his will. God holds everyone accountable to do his will. His will is not defined by denominationalism or what my particular denomination may say. His will is not defined of whether I feel like it's pleasurable or whether I feel like it's going to cause me pain. His will is not defined by those things. But his will is defined by his word. And on judgment day, each of us will be judged by his word, whether we did his will or whether we did not do his will. God's will, whether it be on a personal level, individually, domestically or socially, if it be at work in the church or wherever the will of God is found, it is always tied to a bigger picture. Can't get no amen, but that's all right. It's always tied to a bigger picture. The ultimate plan of God for the whole world. Many times we do see the will of God playing out on a smaller scale when someone gives their life to Jesus, when someone gets saved, when someone turns their heart over to Jesus, because the Bible says that it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When you see somebody that gives their life to Jesus, someone that surrenders their will to Jesus, someone that says, I've done what I want to do long enough. Now it's time for him to take the reign. Now it's time for him to take control. You are looking at the will of God. But you're looking at it on a smaller scale. Whatever I do in my life should be tied to a bigger picture, to the ultimate will of God that involves the whole world. He said, go and baptize. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say a smaller scale and when I say a bigger scale, he said to the church, he said, go and teach and make disciples. Teaching them and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's on a smaller scale. But the Bible said they did not just remain at Jerusalem. Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. The will of God does not just involve these four walls, but the will of God involves Treg that walks up and down the street. Uh, uh, all times of the day and night the will of God involves him coming to Jesus hallelujah the word will what does the word will mean anyway it is a Latin word voluntas which means disposition or it means inclination or it means choice or it means wish or it means desire in the Hebrew it means desire or Intent in the Greek, it means wishes, desire, or pleasure. 
What is God's will anyway? I just told you it's not that any man should perish, but that all men, all women, nobody is a throwaway in the eyes of God. You may say, well, that person, that's all they do is drink. That's all they do is stand on the corner and drug. That's all they do is do this and do that. But let me tell you something. God is looking for them, too. God has a place in his will for them also. Nobody is born by accident. Nobody is a mistake. Nobody is. Let me tell you something. Everybody has a purpose in this world. The Lord told Jeremiah, even though he was a child, he said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And in order for me to do the will of God, in order for me to be effective in doing the will of God, I've got to know something about myself. There are people walking around today that don't even know what the will of God is for them. Huh? Walking around it, and they, it, it, some, some of the young people ask, why am I here? Where am I going? What, what, all these kind of questions. They have questions. Well, let me tell you something. The will of God for each individual life is tied to the bigger picture. Nothing is God, in God is isolated by itself. God puts churches together because there's a bigger picture that he wants them to go out and fulfill this mission. He took 12 men and put them together. He had a will for Peter's life. He had a will for John's life on the personal level. He had a will for Mark's life. But all the will fit together with the bigger picture. All of us should be working on the big picture. All of us should be working on what the will of God is. Not just doing what I want to do. Going where I want to go. Making my plans and all this kind of stuff. But God wants all of us to arrange our life and let him arrange our life. People make plans, but the Bible says many plans are made in the heart of man, but the will of God shall prevail. Huh? We get on our, in our little daytimers and all that kind of thing, get on our calendars and all that and mark this and mark that and mark that. My grandmother always told me, don't say you're going to go here and do this and don't say you're going to go there and do this. But if it be the Lord's will, if it be the Lord's will. Thy will be done. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. A lot of times we pray for selfish things. Huh? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Then it said you ask and you don't receive because you ask to consume it upon your own lust. Lord bless me and my family. Lord give us more money. Lord, help us to have a brand new car. Lord, help us to have a brand new house and all this kind of thing. But what about the man on the corner? What about the woman that doesn't have a house? You complain about your house. What? She don't even have a house to complain about. Jesus said this. He said this to his disciples. He said, pray our father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Holy. Hallowed means holy. Holy is your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven don't have no problem doing the will of God. It's earth that has the problem. Jesus said, if any man, any woman going to come after me, let him take up his cross. Let her take up her cross and then come and follow me. Let me tell you something. You can't do the will of God unless you die. Huh? They got people striving for self-advancement in corporations. They're trying to get to the top. And it doesn't matter who they step on to get there as long as they get to the top. 
That's the devil. The devil wants to get to the top, don't you know? There are people in churches that are striving for self-advancement as long as I get to the top, as long as my agenda is done. But what about the will of God? I thought the church was supposed to be a place where the will of God is done. Not the will of man, but the will of the Father. Jesus said, I come to do the will of my Father. Do you know anything about yourself? Why are you put here on this earth? Why did God cause you to be born to your mother's womb? Why did God cause you to have the birthday that you have? He could have caused you to have been born at any other time in history, but he chose you to be born when you were born. Do you know what your purpose is? Jesus said, I know my purpose. I know my kingdom is not of this world, and I know I've been sent here to do the will of him that sent me. Hallelujah, Jesus said. I, you know what? There, 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 there's, there's too many identity crises going on. In the world, there's too many identity crises going on in the church. God has put a gift down on the inside of you. But do you know what that gift is? Are you operating in the kingdom according to the gift that God has put inside of you? Are you letting somebody else tell you who you are? Huh? You letting somebody else judge you and tell you who you are. You look like a preacher. You got a head like a preacher and all this kind of thing. Let me tell you something. Don't mess with those people. Let God tell them who they are. God is big enough to show you who you are. Yes. Yes. The Lord let Paul know you are an apostle. I chose you as a vessel. Paul was heading one way to do his own thing. Paul was the most self-driven person you'll ever meet. I'm not going to be long. Paul was the most self-driven person you will ever meet. But yet he met Jesus on the road to Damascus and Jesus turned him around. You see, if Jesus is in our life, there ought to be a turnaround somewhere. You mean to tell me Jesus is in your life and you're still heading down the same road? You're still looking for the same things? You're still trying to do involved in the same behavior? Huh? If Jesus is truly, if we really met Jesus, Then we ought to be a sold out people. Paul said that I'm like a drink offering. I'm poured out for the gospel's sake. Huh? There's no more of me in me. Did you hear what I said? There's no more of me in me. Sold out. Sold out. Given to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, let me hurry on. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he had to wrestle. With the will of God. He had to wrestle. You know, sometimes there's a wrestling because my flesh wants to do one thing, but his will is something else. You see, that's why Jesus said, if a man or a woman come after him, they must die. He must take up his cross and die. What does that mean? Come to the end of yourself. If you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to come to the end of yourself. I've got to come to the end of myself. Because if I don't, then he's going to want me to do one thing, but I'm going to want to do another thing. He's going to want me to go this way, but I want to go that. You ain't never felt that pull in your flesh. You know what's right, but yet your flesh telling you go over here and do this. Huh? It's called a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. His plan is one thing, but my plan is something else. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he came face to face with himself, with his humanity. Yeah, he was God, but he was also man. He laid aside his humanity. The Bible said that he, being a servant, being found in form of a man, he humbled himself. He emptied himself. Ain't that what the Bible said? He emptied himself. And there was a part of Jesus that didn't want to go to Calvary. There was a part of Jesus that didn't want to do the will of God. 
He said, if it be at all possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. See, that's the place all of us have to come to in our life. We say, nevertheless, not as I will. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I wish it would work out this way. I wish it would work out that way. But nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. What, the, what, the, what is the, the will of God? How do we know when something is the will of God, whether it be an individual choice, whether it be the actions and decisions of a people or a family's direction? How do we know when it is the will of God? First of all, we know and we can ask ourselves, does it coincide with the word of God or does it contradict the word of God? Did you hear what I said? Whether it be a decision of a church, whether it be a decision of a people, whether it be a decision of an individual, or whether it be the decision of a family, how do we know when it is the will of God? Does it coincide with the word of God? God will never contradict himself. Secondly, does it coincide with the character of God? Philip said, show us the Father. And Jesus said, how long have I been with you? Huh? And yet you do not know me? If you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. If I look at your character and I don't see God in it, then I know it's not his will. Hallelujah. Does it coincide with the character of God? John 14, 8 through 9, or 8 and 9 if you want to write it down. Also, John 4, 24, Jesus said, God is a spirit. In, in Luke 24, 39, he walked in the room where his disciples was, and he said, a spirit does not have flesh and bones like, I, like you see me do. So what was he saying? God is a spirit. He said, show us the Father. So he wasn't talking about a physical appearance of what God looks like, but he was talking about show us God's character. Yeah. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me hurry up. Does what we are doing or plan to fit into the universal plan of God? If what we're doing in our individual lives, in a church, in our lives, on our job or anywhere else, if it doesn't fit into the universal plan of God, then I, I beg to differ that it's the will of God. Yes, because everything God does connects together. The Old Testament connects with the New Testament. Let me tell you, so everything that God does in a person's life connects. All of our experiences in life connect together to bring us to the bigger experience when we see Jesus face to face. What does it take to do the will of God? As I stated, we have to be dead. Because as long as there's something in me that wants to do just the opposite of what God wants to do, I can't do the will of God. If I'm following my own plan and my own will, I can't do the will of God. If I'm following somebody else and, I, and I'm just a follower and I'm just following them and, and they're influencing me to do this and do that and God has no say so in my life, I can't, be, I can't do the will of God. He has to be number one. He calls the shots. When we say Lord, that means supreme controller in the Greek. That means that Jesus controls my life. Don't you tell nobody that Jesus is your Lord if he doesn't control your life. That's a lie. Hallelujah. That's a lie. Let me tell you something. Jesus, Jesus had to go through this time. And a lot of times when you, 
When you're going through the will of God, it doesn't feel good. Some of us think that the will of God is synonymous with pleasure and what feels good and all that kind of thing. Let me tell you something. When they beat Jesus, it didn't feel good. When they covered Jesus' eyes and the, and the soldiers kept hitting him in the face and saying, prophesy, who hit you? Who hit you? I don't think that felt too good. When they pulled out his beard, I don't think that felt too good. When they spit in his face, I don't think he enjoyed that too much. Sometimes the will of God will bring you into places that will stretch you out of measure. The will of God will bring you into places where you feel lonely. The will of God will bring you into places where you feel like nobody don't love you. The very people that Jesus counted on when he really needed them in the will of God. One betrayed him, one denied him, and everybody else scattered. When the will of God is being done, you're going to find out who's who. You're going to find out who's with you and who's not with you when the will of God is being done because the will of God don't feel good all the time. But it was necessary for Jesus to go to the cross because of what was beyond the cross. Sometimes we get caught up in our experiences that don't feel good. Nobody don't love me. They're not with me. They're not calling me. They're not checking on me and all this kind of thing. But what about beyond what you're going through? The Bible said that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God for the joy that was set before him. For the joy, for what's all you have to go through some things in this life when you're trying to do the will of God so that you can get to what's on the other side. God doesn't just hand us everything and hand us this and hand us that. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good courage because I... Have overcome the world. Jesus is not going to ask us to go through anything that he himself has not already walked through. And if he's already walked through it, then he can show us how to walk through it. If we just follow him, he's going to show us how to keep our head held high. He's going to show us how to keep doing the will of the Father. He's going to show us how to stay faithful. He said, be faithful unto death. Not till death. Unto death. Isn't that right? He said, if you do, I will give you a crown of life. Huh? Some of us want the reward without the suffering. The Bible said if we suffer with him, we shall also rejoice with him. Huh? The rejoicing is on the other side of the struggle. The rejoicing might not be in the struggle, but the rejoicing is on the other side of the struggle. Hallelujah. Jesus had to go to his cross. What makes us think that we won't have a cross? Huh? All of us have a cross. All of us have suffering to go through. All of us have pain to go through. And sometimes we're asking God, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Some people start blaming God. Why, Lord, why are you letting this happen in my life? I done served you all these years. And I done been faithful. I done went to church, Lord. I done took up the offering. I played the organ and all this kind of stuff. I played the piano and the drum. The guitar, Lord, I even played the bass. Huh? All that, you, let me tell you something. God is not concerned as much about your pain as he is about your progress. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Lord. He is not as concerned about our pain as he is our progress. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that right? Let me tell you something. You can ask a pregnant woman. She, it's not very much pleasure when she's going through pushing that baby out of there. Trying to push her old big head baby out of there. And all that kind of thing. Isn't that right? But yet on the other side. When that baby comes out, she don't know, oh, yeah, 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 she forget all about all of that. Because now she sees the, the result of all that pushing. If you keep pushing, you will see the result. Amen. Huh? 
It's not about if anybody stands with you. It's not about if anybody agrees with you. It's not about if anybody is with call and check on you and all that kind of thing. God want to know, can you be faithful even when it looks like everybody else is falling away from you? Everybody else turned it back on you. You see, because serving God and doing the will of God is an individual thing. It's not that I got to take you and you and you and you and you and you with me into the will of God. God told Abraham, get out from your family and I'm closing Get out from among your family, your kindred. Get out from among your, 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 your convenient place. Get out from among your comfortable place. How many know it's comfortable when you have a house and when you have a car and you have somewhere to stay and you got it laid out like you want it? But what if one day God said, leave all of this? Huh? Leave all of this. I want you to go to a place that I'm going to show you. Huh? I want you to follow me. Leave all your comfort. All, your, all, all, all these things that you take comfort in huh? and leave all of that and come and follow me. The will of God will cost you something. Oh, yes. oh yeah, it's going to cost me something. But are we willing to do the will of God? Because I'm closing with this on judgment day. God's not going to look at you and hold you accountable for what I did. Or hold me accountable for what you did or didn't do. But God will hold each and every one of us personally accountable. For what we did or we didn't do. He said the books are going to be open. It's not up for discussion. The books will be open. And every man and every woman shall be judged out of those books on what they did or didn't do. Well, according to as their works shall be. The song used to say, may the works I've done speak for me. Hallelujah. Doors of the church is open. The door is open. Hallelujah. You come by letter, Christian experience, candidate for baptism. Door is open. You need prayer. You come to this altar for prayer. God is able. God is able to move by his spirit. God will move by his spirit. He said, if there be any sick, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith will raise the sick person up. And if there be any sin, it shall be forgiven. God is faithful to his word. God is not faithful to our feelings, but God is faithful to his word. He will never, the Bible said that God cannot deny himself. What he said, that's what he's going to do. All he's looking for is vessels that will say, yes, Lord. That's all he's looking for. Not to do somebody else's will, but to do the will of the Father. To do the will of the Father. That's what he's looking for. Hallelujah.
Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, touch him, Lord God. Let it be a dramatic change, Lord God. Let it be a dramatic, Lord God. Let it be dramatic, Father, one that he cannot deny. Lord, even as Paul met you on the road to Damascus, Lord, while he was going his own way, doing his own thing, seeking his own plan, Lord, you turned him around. Lord, I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan, we rebuke you. We rebuke every unclean spirit, every foul spirit. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that God is, that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Satan, you got to remember that God kicked you out of heaven. When you tried to exalt yourself above the throne of God, when you tried to be above the most high, God put you out of heaven, down to earth. We rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. You have no authority. You have no authority. You have no authority. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, we can pray. Lord, we can pray in tongues. We can pray in English. But Lord, it's up to each and every individual to decide to take up their cross and follow you. It's up to Damian to decide to give you his will. It's up to him to decide to give you his life. Lord, I pray that he would make you his choice. I pray, Lord God, that he would surrender all, surrender everything, surrender everything, everything, Lord. Lord, we pray that you block his ears to every promise, every scheme, every trick of the enemy that would lie to him. Satan, we know that you're the father of lies. We know that nothing that you say is true. Jesus, you say that you have come that we might have life and life more abundantly. Lord, you said in your word, you would that we would prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers, even as there our soul prospers, Lord. Father, I pray that you would surrender, Lord, to help him to surrender, to realize, Lord, that there's nothing in this world. Everything is passing away. Everything is temporal in this world. Everything is decaying in this world. But, Lord, only you and your kingdom are eternal. Lord, we have an eternal spirit living within us, Father. Lord, whatever choice he makes determines where he spends eternity, whether with you or whether in hell with the devil. Lord, help him to make the right choice, Father. Help him to know it's not a game. It's not funny. But Lord, help him to surrender. Help him to surrender. In the name of Jesus, Father, give his grandmother strength. Touch her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give her strength, Lord. Give her wisdom. Give her insight, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would touch that mother. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring her unto yourself, Lord. Lord, we pray for her salvation. We pray that she would come to know you in the name of Jesus. Lord, that she would know you in spirit and in truth. Hey, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Surround this family, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you won't let the devil rob them any longer, Father. Any longer, Lord. Any longer. Every plot, every scheme, every trick of the enemy, Father. 
every, every scheme, every plot, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hey, Baba Shanda. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, you didn't die on Calvary for nothing, Lord. But Lord, you died that all men might be free, Lord. You died that we could have healing, deliverance, Lord God. You came that you might destroy the works of the devil. In the name of Jesus. 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 Have your way, Lord. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all just stretch your hands here and say, in the name of Jesus. Would you stretch your hand forward? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it's only a point of contact. When we stretch our hands, we're agreeing that God is going to finish his work in Teresa and in Davion. That's all we're doing, stretching forth our hand in faith. That God is going to finish the work in her, in him, in their family. All of us need God. We all need the Lord. And would you just whisper a prayer for them? Just ask God to touch Ask God to move. Ask God to minister unto them. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.